0: Good morning. As I think about the the theme of identity, it occurs to me that I will always struggle with my identity if I view it from the world's terms, what we do or have. But when I come back to God's view of me, that He created me and that He loves me, it always centers me and gives me some peace. Having said that, I do believe that we each have a unique opportunity to serve God and a unique identity and place in his heart. As I was growing up in Austin and San Angelo, Texas, I was blessed to have parents who taught me about God's love and grace, who taught me, my two brothers and my sister, to love and follow Jesus. They certainly didn't do it perfectly, but I had that stability and security growing up. When I was seven, my friend and I wanted to take piano lessons together, and that gave me something I loved learning. By the time I was in high school, I felt like being the piano player was the identity people gave me, and that was an easy, safe identity, though I knew there was a lot more to me than that. It wasn't easy for me to be vulnerable to others. It was hard for me to let others know me. I had one close friend, which helped me get through the years when my family moved a few times. We wrote letters, which really helped. I think we all yearn for someone to really know us, and I was always comforted to know that God knew the real me, and deep down, and still loved me. I got music and piano degrees at Abilene Christian and at the University of Iowa. In Iowa City, I met my husband, Brent, and learned more fully the beauty of another person really knowing me and loving and accepting me anyway. And after 37 years of marriage, I'm still learning about that and enjoying the blessing of our commitment to one another. By the way, we've also had our struggles and had our doubts and questionings, but it is nice to have someone else to wrestle through those together. A year after we got married, we went to Nigeria to help out with a mission hospital there for three and a half years. Brent was the business manager, helping to keep the place running and encouraging and preaching at different churches. And I helped with various activities, including hosting visitors, driving nurses to villages for immunization clinics, teaching women and children's Bible classes, fitting people with used eyeglasses, uh, even driving utility workers along the electric lines so they could fix them so we would have power at the hospital. I also even taught a few piano lessons. Uh, I also donated blood for some emergency situations and was able to actually meet the people who were helped with my blood. And uh, uh, being in a different culture, we were definitely challenged to examine our faith, our worldview, and our place in the world. We were loved and accepted by the wonderful people there and had some very special friendships. After having the experience of being an alien, a foreigner, I especially appreciate having our international students here and you really make a huge contribution to our campus, and I hope you feel welcomed and loved. Since Nigeria, we've lived in Minnesota, Michigan, Abilene, and York. We've been here 15 years. Brent is an alumni of of York, and when he had the opportunity to come here to work in the Advancement Office, he was drawn to come serve in a place he loved that had had a big impact on him as a student. It wasn't easy to uproot our four children and move they probably felt like their identities got a bit shaken up. But every place we've lived, I've been reminded that my citizenship is truly in heaven and my identity doesn't have to be tied to my location. As we go through different seasons of life, our identities can get caught up very much in what is going on at the time. After getting married, I adjusted from being a single to being a wife. Then in Nigeria, I was a foreigner. After two miscarriages, I wondered if I would ever be a mom, but uh, back in the States, we had four children, and I was a stay-at-home mom for several years, which I loved. During that time, there were probably many people I knew who didn't know a thing about me being a piano player, so my worldly identity had definitely changed since high school and college, but my identity as a daughter of God was still there. Now, I am a grandmother, which is yet another identity to adjust to and enjoy. You knew I had to get a picture in there. (laughs) One thing that has challenged me through the years in living up to my identity as God's child is something that I think most of us struggle with at times. It is comparing ourselves to others. When I compare myself with others, I can sin in two different directions. Either I feel pride that I'm doing better than them or on the other end, I deny the worth of who God made me to be. As a musician and pianist, I've often struggled with comparing myself with others or feeling compared to others. Am I as good as someone else? Am I as talented, less talented? Uh, I'm sure this applies to athletes in other fields as well. These comparisons steal the joy from the music and distract us from the actual task of appreciating what God has put in us and doing the work to learn and grow in our craft. It's easy to compare yourself to others in every season of life. When you're younger, someone else is more pretty, fun, handsome, athletic, talented, funny. They have a great family, grades come easily, on and on. Later on, it may be they know exactly what they want to do and I don't have a clue. Uh, They found a wonderful wife or husband and I'm still single. Or my marriage is difficult, theirs looks so easy. They have children or grandchildren and I don't. Or my kids don't behave as well as their kids. I have a hard life, theirs looks so easy. I don't get paid as much as them. I have health issues and they're healthy and able to do what they want. It can go on and on. As I've grown older and watched the lives of other people, I've realized that everyone has their struggles in life. People who appeared to be happy and have everything going for them had serious health issues or marital problems or emotional pain. So many times we look at appearances. I like the phrase I heard a few years ago, never compare your insides to someone else's outsides. The results of comparing myself to someone else is either pride and arrogance in my heart or temptation to value myself less than God does. In the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector in Luke, the Pharisee was comparing himself to the tax collector bragging to God about all the great things he did and that he wasn't like that tax collector over there. The tax collector, however, had the right kind of humility. He realized that he was a sinner and needed God's mercy. Those who have a low view of themselves are not necessarily humble. They're just not valuing themselves as God values them. They may think they have to be worthy to approach God, which no one is. But Jesus reminds us that we are even more valuable than the beautiful flowers and birds that he created. Humility can come from realizing that all of who we are is a gift of God, not ourselves. Yet this is another part of our identity, that we are all sinners and need God. And that's the quote from the tax collector. Uh, We need to pray for help in seeing ourselves as God sees us, knowing that he loves us no matter how much we mess up and that he always hopes and yearns for me to grow. So the question I've been asking myself, how do we stop comparing ourselves to others? It's very hard. Um, But perhaps we can look at what Paul says in Philippians 4. I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So what is his secret of contentment? That he is depending on Christ's strength, not his own. So as he is praying for strength, we need to pray for that strength as well. The identity that we all have in common is that we are each one created by God and loved by him far more than we can come close to comprehending. This is the foundation of our faith. From there, he has given each of us our personalities, experiences, talents, bodies, families, and all the things that make us uniquely designed to serve and glorify him in this world. I pray that we can have peace with who we are and how much God loves us. to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God.